it's two o'clock, it's time to go. I just flew into the office. <laughs> um, so uh, I'm not sure who's running this or leading this. So whoever is, take it. Thomas, I'll kick it over to you. Okay, and uh, Clay, if you could unmute the phone number that's called in, that's our Palm Springs Life folks. So um, today we're going to be having a presentation from Palm Springs Life, a recap and a, a summary of this past or this year's 2022's uh, Fashion Week and Food and Wine events. And Palm Springs Life has joined us here. You can see Paulina's screen there. So I'll turn it over to them. Next week. Oh, here we go. Oh, let me. Yeah. Good afternoon, everybody. Can you hear us okay? Yes. Okay, great. So I'll kick us off and just do a brief recap, and then we'll get into uh, Fashion Week and Food and Wine. And Frank Jones and Paulina here, your producers of uh, Palm Desert Food and Wine and uh, Fashion Week. Um, this will this will be recaps on, I believe, the 15th year of Fashion Week yeah. and the 10th year of Palm Desert Food and Wine. The um, five years ago, uh, or four years ago, or five years ago, we began to work with you on what was a five-year plan. And I think maybe Thomas and Jan and Sabi are the ones that are were familiar with that five-year plan that we worked with you on um, that we got two years into uh, before we hit two years of COVID. So this year um, we executed our third year of that five-year plan after being on a hiatus for two years as a result of COVID. So hopefully that time frame uh, made sense. And you'll see in our, our numbers and recap today, um, some areas of decline as a result of that. But by and large, um, the recap that, the recaps that Pauline are going to take you through uh, are very positive in many, many ways, particularly coming out of a COVID situation in terms of the performance of the event. And I just wanted to also recap um, why what the purpose of these events are and what they fire on in terms of meeting some of the marketing needs uh, or concerns of the city and particularly El Paseo. Those, all those many years ago when we um, came up with these events for the city and, and also for El, El Paseo, we recognized that El Paseo was maturing in a way to rival other Southern California shopping destinations like Rodeo Drive, South Coast Plaza, Fashion Island in Orange County area, and Fashion Valley in San Diego. The store mix and the environment was unique, strong enough, and developing in a very positive thing that this that El Paseo should be positioned as a premier Southern California shopping destination. We developed a lot of media mechanisms, logos, and things to support that, including events. We recognized events as a form of media. In other words, they were a physical form of media that takes place over time that brings consumers together 
uh, with product and services. It just happens in real, in, in real physical time. The other thing that events do is they offer, and this is really where most of their marketing value is, they offer a tremendous amount of marketing value in terms of their promotion and branding of whatever the event is meant to take place. In this case, the city of Palm Desert and its shopping and dining and entertainment district of El Paseo. So we were using those events to leverage that El Paseo brand and get that messaging out to the world. So it's more than just the number of people that attend the event, it's the media value that uh, positions that enterprise, the city and El Paseo, in the hearts and minds, so to speak, of other people in terms of what it has to offer. And that's what these two events do in terms of the dollar value of that marketing and all the media platforms that that exists on. So you'll see the details of that as we go through uh, these recaps and um, uh, uh, hopefully it will make sense. It, does that make sense thus far in terms of what we've outlined? Okay, great. Um, so Paulina, do you wanna start with Fashion Week? Sure, and again, thank you so much uh, for inviting us to be part of today's uh, study session. Um, I'm really excited to walk you through our uh, event summary and our partner recap. I will start off with some event highlights. And as Frank mentioned, this is our 15th year on the street. This is our 15th year producing Fashion Week El Paseo. And under the uh, big white tents that we set up in the parking structure behind Saks Fifth Avenue, we were able to create 11 unique experiences that, of course, were ticketed as well as free events. They included runway shows, trunk shows, lectures, exhibition, panel discussions, all in the spirit of supporting the art of fashion. Part of the big initiative that we do in terms of animating the street is also working with those individual merchants on El Paseo. As Frank mentioned, our goal is to position El Paseo as a premier shopping destination, dining, uh, entertainment. And to do that, we know that we need to work with the merchants. And so this year we were really proud to work with 25 of them in all across categories where they were a home decor shop, restaurant, um, a gallery. We really had a wide range of partners and we worked with them and created 151 in-store events. And that was during the month of March because as Frank alluded to, Fashion Week, even though it takes place in that week, the marketing is so robust, we start a year in advance. And so when we promote that Fashion Week is coming, we really try to activate the street the entire month of March. And so during that time, we were able to come up with 151 in-store events. And our goal is always to increase that, right? We want the merchants to feel supported. We want them to ride the cocktails of all the marketing and promotion that goes on. And so this is really important to us in terms of what how it supports the overarching goals. Um, the next item here is our attendance. And uh, this year we had 5,620 uh, ticket holders. Um, and in addition to that, we also brought in an array of people from all over the area to help animate the event. And that included 450 staff members. And of course, that's front of the house and back of the house. Um, our wonderful volunteers, uh, 360 volunteers that really helped us elevate the experience for our attendees. We had 286 models 
uh, that came and were part of the runway experience. We had about 160 sponsors and partners. Again, those were front of the house and back of the house. And we had 15 designers. And, you know, as you know, these are designers that come from all over the world. And so um, this is all the crew that we were able to bring to help bring this event together. The other important element and one that is very important to us is our charity involvement and our partnerships. Um, our charity and our partnerships, you know, are, have been through across categories, whether it's organizations who are fighting hunger in the Coachella Valley uh, or cancer, or also, you know, working with our school districts, uh, Coachella Valley, Palm Springs, and bringing students to be part of Fashion Week by exposing them to these events and showing them the back of the house and front of the house and really help raise funds and awareness. Um, so we were really happy to see this number, um, you know, reach over $70,000. And again, that's through the platform of our event in terms of, and, you know, giving them the opportunity to animate both to secure donorship and also to be able to animate. Are you going to say something? Yeah. I was Can I interrupt with a, with a quick request? Can you maximize that right now? It's a little smaller on your screen and that way anybody that's watching from home can see all of the detail, if, if I may ask. Yeah, sure. Oh, sure, sure, sure. The other thing I wanted to share about the charity site that I think is important to note is that those, those weren't monies that we raised um, from like your contribution to this event that we just gave to charity. Those were charity, the way those charities earn their money is they, we would give them blocks of tickets or incentives where they would go out and sell and take a portion of that for their own charity. So we didn't want you to think that we were taking city money and giving it to charities. That's not how it functions. So uh, hopefully that makes sense. Yeah, and, and thank you for clarifying. And in addition to that, we also invite them to activate at our events. So then they do sell in auctions, they sell raffle tickets, right. and that's how we come up with that number. So at the end, we go back to them and say, how many tickets did you sell? They keep 50% of all their earnings, and then they let us know how much they were able to raise under the Fashion League platform. And to Frank's point, you know, getting them to, to partner with us is also re really good for the street and for the city of Palm Desert because they're utilizing their marketing, right? If they're out on this, if they're out selling tickets, they're out promoting Fashion Week and they're out promoting that this event takes place in Palm Desert. So uh, this is another way that we leverage, um, you know, our, our partnerships and are able to be a mutual beneficial relationship. Karina, is the size on the screen now better? I was, is it like a PowerPoint? That's what I was thinking. If it's a PowerPoint, if you put it in presentation mode, that's, that's what I meant. And if, if not, then, then that would oh, be okay. okay. So it's not quite there yet. Let, let me see. This might, is this better? Perfect. Thank you so much. Okay. I appreciate that. Yeah, sorry, sorry to be bothered. No, no, no. We, do, do we know, do we need to go in reverse or can we just go forward from here? <laughs> I think we're good. I think we're good. Let's okay. move on. Right. I, I also want to say that I we delivered some printed copies of this, and we can also send it digitally. So if you you want to review it in detail following this meeting, but um, moving ahead, as I mentioned, um, well, one of the things that we do as part of our our, our recap is uh, look at the data that we collect as a result of our event and. As I mentioned earlier, this was our attendees, but the big question is where did they come from? 
and uh, we we every single ticket that gets issued uh, for Fashion Week, El Paso and Palm Desert Food and Wine, which I'll get to in the in a minute, um, goes to our ticketing platform. And so this is really important for us because it allows us to collect data. Um, we pull credit card information from all ticket holders, which allow us to look at their geographic composition. Where are they coming from? And this is how we're able to pull that report together. And so as you can see here on this graph, we, we know that 73% came out of the market. Well, we know that some of them could be part-time residents, right? They might have a, a home in another area, um, but that's still a very good number in terms of uh, our goal of trying to, you know, positioning Palm Desert and El Paseo as a shopping destination, driving traffic uh, to the street. So, and then 27% came from the Coachella Valley. We also looked at, you know, the top four regions that we pull from. Uh, this is important information for us as well because our marketing plan, right? What markets are we, how are we promoting Fashion Week into what markets? And you can see uh, the four, top four regions in California were Los Angeles, Orange County, and San Diego with Northern California. That's no surprise to us. If you look at where we're marketing and advertising, it's definitely those areas, so that's good. But we also have outside of California, and this is a, as a this is part of our PR efforts, right? And so you can see representation from other cities and across the United States, and we love to see this information, right? We want to get people here, um, and so we felt that this is definitely you know a great opportunity to showcase how El Paso is an entertainment <clears throat> event and shopping hub. So. Um, and then, of course, one of the survey questions, which I'll get into in a minute, but 27% of our attendees came here specifically for fashion week. Those who didn't, we were able to capture while they were here visiting. So that's great. Um, we love to extend always a visitor uh, visit. Hey, Paulina. Yeah. Um, first of all, hello. It's good to see you again. Um, Likewise. And you too, Frank, of course. Um, Thank you, Abby. I, yeah, I was wondering, I, I was waiting for you to show the attendance, I think uh, 5,600 tickets or so in a historical context. Do you have something that shows trend? It's or coming up, yes, Abby. It, it, we, we will have that for you in just a minute. Thank you. Uh, okay, so we'll, yeah, we'll get into just a minute. In terms of the demographics, um, this is uh, the demographics that we were able to pull again from our survey. And, and I should say, so we pull their credit card information to get their geographical composition. And then what we also do every at the conclusion of Fashion Week and, and Food and Wine, we send a survey within 24 hours. Um, and we go and we survey all of our patrons to, to figure out, get additional demographic information. But we also ask them about their experience. And so for this particular slide, this is we were able to get a, a fair response in terms of their age and their household income. These numbers, again, are important because we, we want to drive people with intent to visit the street who can sign, shop, uh, stay, and, and, and so forth. So we're really, we're really happy that we've been able to uh, pull such a strong demographic for Alpha Sale, and we just included some of the, uh, we also left a space for comments, and you can see, you can read those there. Um, moving ahead. Um, in terms of the uh, before you move ahead, um, either I'm tired or those age percentages added up to more than a hundred percent. Back to the. Can you go back, please? Yeah, I'm going back. 
Uh, it's possible that our 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 math was wrong, um, but it should. Uh, uh, so you're saying that the percentages didn't add up. I think they added to 103. Yeah, the age percentages come to 103, 103 percent. So you had some extra people there. Math is yeah, hard, so, Frank. Yeah, I think that maybe our math is a little bit wrong, but I think you get the gist of it. I mean, it's pretty much in that ballpark. This demographic um, is very similar to the Greater Palm Springs CVB's demographic in terms of tourism for this area. Um, the only thing that's different about this demographic is that it's a little bit wealthier than what their typical demographic is. Um, uh, so, uh, and you know, having been here most of my life, this is the demographic that this market attracts. This is the demographic that this market is in terms of the western part of the valley for the most part. Uh, it's been this way for at least 60 years. Uh, so it, it, it's not, it's not a, it, this is not foreign. If it was radically different, uh, then we would look at something and go, wow, we're off the mark here. From a marketing standpoint, I think there's two really good things to look at here. The 13%, give or take, that's in the 25 to 34, that's a really good number for this type of event in this in, in that city. Usually we don't get a percentage like that in, in, in the youth category, and that's considered the youth category here. Um, and then the other good thing, it's sort of a marketing, a marketer's dream to have the majority of your um, uh, attendees at 100,000 household income and above. So. That's sort of a marketer stream to be reaching that audience. So I think for El Paseo's purposes, um, not to be elitist in any way, but that's a really good mechanism to help su support part of the story of that street. Does, does that make sense, Kathleen? Uh, sure, sure. Okay. I just, I featured it uh, because, and I, I assume household income doesn't add to 100% because there's some outliers in other categories. Uh, um, I just featured it to make sure that that is reliable, but I, I get the big picture. So let's see my hand. Okay, thank you. So, um, we'll we'll go back and check our math, by the way. Yeah, I just I, I caught the typo. I'm sorry, my mistake. <laughs> So moving ahead uh, to the economic impact uh, for Fashion Week, and as Frank mentioned earlier, we work very closely with the Visit Greater Palm Springs uh, CBB, and in their most recent visitor study, they came up with a figure that calculated what a visitor means when they visit here one day. And, you know, the figure is $402, which we feel is a very conservative number. Uh, for this particular event, because if you take into consideration the price point of the ticket, dinner dinner uh, for two, a night stay, it could easily add up to more than 400. Um, and we answer those we ask those questions of our of our attendees uh, a little later, so so you'll have more information. But just from that alone, you were able to see uh, the economic impact it had. 
for Greater Palm Desert, which is 2.7. And, and Savvy, this goes back to your question: How does this how does this go in terms of, of past years? And yes, we certainly had a dip in attendance, which impacted uh, the economic impact. But when you look at what were we able to accomplish coming out of, of COVID? Um, we, you know, we feel that this number is is is, is a very good is a very good figure. Any questions here? You know? yeah. Do you want anything to ask? No. no. Okay. So um, moving I, on. I do have to a, a quick question on that slide. Would it be your goal and expectation to return? to the 2018-2019 levels in the next year or two? Well, it's a great question, Savvy. Um, you know, we're, we're very much in the unknown. And um, uh, I, I don't know what's gonna happen. I, I, I fully expect that we'll start seeing a ramp up again. Um, I think people, uh, well, let me just, you know, when we did execute the event this year, we heard from so many people how excited they were to be back, how excited they were to be out and participating again, how grateful they were that we had the uh, chutzpah, I guess, to go and do this. Uh, we were really one of the first events to come out and do something. Um, we had great turnout. I, I really think we had great enthusiastic turnout. Um, we couldn't have been happier. So I think we're going to build on this. Um, it, you know, we're we're headed into uncertain economic times. Savvy, I mean, you, you're you've got your ear to the ground as good as anybody. There's a lot of elements that are facing this. Will you know? Will we have another pandemic again? I don't know. You know. So, but but we fully expect to begin to build on this number. I mean. Savvy, you were very involved and instrumental in our five-year plan. You worked on it with us for the better part of a year, and we had growth figures and projections for you leading up to that five years. We've definitely taken a step back as a result of COVID. So uh, we're, how fast that growth is going to come back, I, I don't know. Um, I think we need another data point, which is next year, to really get a better understanding of what the trend is going to be. I hope that makes sense. You know, Frank, it does. And and don't get me wrong. I, I applaud you for the chutzpah of, of, of coming back to a live event. And I think this is a good result, uh, you know, with all considerations taken into account. And you're so right. And I, that's why I think it's a fair and honest answer. We don't know what the future holds. Hopefully it's not a, another pandemic, but uh, we're facing the possibility of a recession. And if that means people are going to say, eh, I'm going to skip the event and kind of, you know, hang on to my savings, that could impact it. Um, who knows? So I, I think that's a very good, fair and honest answer. Thank you. You're welcome. Do, do we not have a slide that shows attendance over the same period? Um, I don't think in this one, but we do, we can share it with them. Okay. Yeah. So, so Savvy, we may not have included our slide of attendance over the same years, um, but we'll get it to you because that's really the question you asked. And this shows you, um, you could do the math here, dividing 402 into the dollar figure we gave you on the last call, and that'll give you a per person attendance number. Um, but we'll actually show you that. Um, we'll send that to you uh, separately. Okay, and I, I'm probably safe in assuming that the, the graphic will look about the same. Yeah, uh, it will. Yeah. 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 Okay. Thank you. 
Yep, you're you're 100% right, and that's what we're looking at. You know, that's the kind of chart that we're looking at in terms of uh, economic impact and attendance. Absolutely. So uh, the next item in our recap is the media and marketing uh, promotional value. And, um, you know, as Frank mentioned, this is incredibly important. And as Frank said, we look at events as a form of media. And so when we are looking to market Fashion Week, we definitely editorial and public relations, robust print advertising collateral, social media, online advertising, television, radio, digital, and we leverage a lot of media partners both locally and, and regionally uh, to help promote this event across multiple platforms. And we were really uh, happy that the total marketing value we received was 1.4 in terms of, of, of spend that we didn't have to make, that we utilized Palm Springs Live and, and other channels, and which resulted in um, almost 769 million impressions across the board. And again, that's positioning El Paseo as a premier California shopping destination. And so we're really excited. And on the next pages, we have some of those clippings for you. Um, we, of course, have a full report if you'd like to see it, but we just took some highlights of, of what that press looked like with an editorial and as a result of public relations. Um, some of our print advertising that we did um, in markets. I, I do want to call your attention, you know, when we market Fashion Week, it, we, we have multiple campaigns running at once for this particular event because we have so many designers attracting various customers or, or uh, attendees who have an affinity for different designers and such. So um, you'll see various campaigns and here's what uh, our printed collateral look like. I, I did want to just make a call out on this. Um, we call this our guerrilla marketing slash print collateral. We also leverage a lot of your stores on El Paseo and we, as part of our partnership with El Paseo, we give them free of cost uh, posters and wrap cards. And um, we actually do this in, in, uh, in winter season all the way through through spring. So they can let their customers know, hey, Fashion Week's taking place, come back and visit us. And, and this is in, in support of those stores and want to make sure that they also promote that, that their, their street gets animated with this particular event. Um, in terms of some social media, here you can see some posts from our designers. And, you know, for us, it's really important to hear the social media buzz and, and be part of it. A lot of our designers are influencers uh, based on their social media following, and so we want them to promote that they're coming to Palm Desert, that they're on El Paseo, and that they're behind the scenes in front of the runway. And so, you know, these things are incredibly valuable uh, to us. Let me just add a couple. Uh -huh. Yeah. You know, just to give you a case in point here, just if you're not that savvy, but a guy like Michael Costello. His Instagram followers alone are over are 1.2 million Instagram followers. So when we get him to do a post like that, it has resonance. You saw that we we have 260, I think it was models that animate this event. 260. That was across four modeling agencies that came from all over the Western United States. So it's a it's a huge endeavor. Those models now are making their living in part by how many social media follows they have. So when they show up and they take pictures backstage and they take pictures with their designers and how they look and they send it out to their database, 
That's what we're talking about here. And, and again, those models are now making the money based on how many social people they, they have following. So we, we're exploiting all of these uh, uh, opportunities and that's how we get that large dollar volume and that incredible, almost seemingly unbelievable number of impressions in terms of how it supports the event. Thank you for that, yeah. Frank. Um, moving on, there's some uh, slight uh, clippings of what our uh, online advertising campaign looks like, again, focusing on different shows. Um, so we also have television, uh, digital, uh, billboard, advertising, and, and radio. So you can see here the number of spots that we create and the exposure we receive. Uh, again, this is in market as well as radio. We also partner with the Greater uh, Visit Greater Palm Springs, and they help us with our out-of-market advertising. And so, as you can see here, we were able to promote Fashion Week in the Los Angeles area with 10 billboards, as well as in San Diego with 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 an additional 10 billboards uh, for for both uh, Fashion Week and Food and Wine. So those were out-of-market driving visitation uh, to Greater Palm Desert. So this part is our survey results. As I mentioned earlier, we send out that survey. And so here's some of the questions that we asked and um, how many years have our attendees attended Fashion Week? We were really happy that 46% responded that this was their first year. Again, we we're always trying to capture a new audience. Um, go, yeah. Yeah, I just wanted to say that this is the first time uh, this 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 far into the maturity of this event that we have had this high of first-time attendees. And um, I think it's important to you to say why. And I think one of the reasons why is, is that we had a lot of people here that had moved here or were hunkering down here during COVID, we had a tremendous influx of new population. In some cities, I understand it was as great as 20%. You might have statistics that are, can speak to this better. And talking to a lot of the real estate community, they, they had, you know, COVID was boom years for them um, in terms of new buyers and that type of thing. So we think that's been part of it. We were entertaining a lot of people that were renting staying here longer or were first time new residents to the area. That's, that's the only thing we can garner from this. It usually isn't that high. Um, one of the questions is how they learn about Fashion Week. As I mentioned earlier, we have a very robust marketing plan and we like to have a diverse uh, media uh, plan. And so this is what we look to as to how people first uh, learned about Fashion Week and decided to purchase tickets. And we asked this question at the conclusion of the survey, but also when people purchase tickets. Uh, the next is how would they rate the experience at Fashion Week? We were really happy with the results from excellent to very good. Um, moving on, how likely are they to attend Fashion Week um, in the future? We had a 42% uh, definitely uh, and 30% likely. How are the attendees likely to recommend to friend, family, or colleague? 56% uh, was uh, positive, was definitely. This helps with this question, uh, asked, helps us with our hey, programming. Paulina, just Please. on those last two slides, do you do a deeper dive into those that are not answering the top two categories and try to understand what you can do better in the future? 
Yeah, we, we have a we have a comments column. And so we look for write-in information there in terms of what their experience was. Um, our unlikely, I think, was a part of two things. Uh, I think it was the number of first-timers. Um, and I think some of those people were hunkering down here during COVID and they're just not here anymore. Um, the other part of it was we set up a different um, seating arrangement this year. Um, and that seating arrangement, we went from a single elevated runway to a square on the floor runway. Um, it gave us a lot more front row seats, but it, um, it did create some viewership problems that we saw um, and that we're trying to sort out. We, we're, we're still sorting it out, believe it or not. Um, but um, I, I think that's where most of it came from was that it was a, a, the viewership in terms of the new seating thing. Those were, the, those were what the comments were leading. And Sabi, we have all those comments and the detail of those reports. Man, we would love you to pour into them and see if you can get Garner any insight for them because we're always looking for, you know, hey, what happened here? The very unlikely, uh, you really want that number to be under 10%. So we have some work to do here. Like I said, maybe some of it was in that ultra high first time visitor thing, and they're just not gonna be here again. So we're, we're trying not to beat ourselves up too much, um, but we're looking into it very carefully. And that's what we've been able to discern uh, so far. Yeah, and, and thank you for that. Listen, I think you should be very proud of a 70% high approval rating, but it's, you know, we always want to do a better job next time. So I'm more interested in the process that you're looking at the, the naysayers and saying, okay, is there any validity there? You're always going to have some people that they just had a bad day or their chair was squeaky or whatever, you know, but I, I'm glad to see you're going through the process and trying to get an understanding. Uh, and no, I don't need to go through the cards. Fashion events are very far from my area of expertise. Fortunately, we can rely on you. Thank you. Yeah. Well, and that's also part of the reason why we like to send the survey within 24 hours, Savvy, because when we have our internal postmortem, this is really a guiding uh, document for us, and it really helps us, you know, lay some groundwork for the next year. So that's that, that's also another reason for the sense of urgency and getting this out and getting this information. Um, so thank you for asking. Um, as I mentioned earlier, we uh, part of how we can improve year after year is, you know, can we keep our programming fresh? And so we know that we can definitely program, but we want to hear what our attendees have to say in terms of what other things they'd like for us to to consider. And so this is uh, their response, and we share that with our with our producers who help us, uh, you know, put together the show. Just as a point of reference not to take up too much time but the bridal formal wear that's also the highest percentage that is ever posted usually it's down into less than five percent and i do think that that is a covid related uh item i think covid postponed a lot of weddings and people came out of the gate and that jumped that you know almost three times its normal response weight and i only point that out because it is post COVID. So all these figures are probably influenced one way or another in this regard. Yeah. And it's a lot of wear too. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, so these are some really um, important questions. Did they stay overnight uh, while they were here? A whopping 66% said yes. Um, how long was your visit? As I had mentioned earlier, we, we capitalize on this being a, a busy season and we want them to stay longer. And we also want them to, to have plenty of things to do. So you can see two weeks or more, six to 10 days and, and two to five days is how long the visitor was here. Um, other questions that we asked, did they come here specifically for Fashion Week? Fashion Week, um, and you can see the response there. And every time there's a note, I feel really good about because I'm like, yes, we got you to come to Fashion Week, you know, even though you didn't come here specifically for that. So that that's great. Um, and if they if they said yes, we asked if if they uh, extended their stay. Um, another really big question, and we asked this, of course, for El Paseo and, and, and for all the restaurants in this area, but did they dine, dine out? And 88% uh, did. We try to plan our events during a time where they can either have dinner before or after, so it's no surprise to us. Um, we have attendees who come multiple times, and so they would dine out multiple times pre and post show. Um, did they visit El Paseo during during uh, their stay? 81% answered yes, and 71 uh, made a purchase. And you know, it's good to see that they made immediate purchase. But what is also really important to us is that they become, they keep returning, right? That they become a customer of a merchant on El Paseo. So even though this number is really great, it's also once the store captures them, that they are hooked and they keep coming back either whether they're visiting here next spring or whether they're living here part time or or, um, or full time. So this is great. This is great information for us to have. Um, and then we ask if they plan to attend a fashion week um, next year. So um, that basically concludes uh, our recap for Fashion Week and um, would like to know if you have any questions. So we're going to go through the same exercise uh, for Palm Desert Food and Wine. And um, sorry, Frank, I, I, I Councilmember Nastandi has her hand up. Thank you. Okay, so I, 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 just, I listened to the whole presentation and the questions answered by my colleagues and I'm just so excited for, for Fashion Week, and I'm getting ahead of myself on Food Week. Uh, just as a, a realtor showing property in the Palm Desert, Greater Palm Springs area, so many people know about Fashion Week and food and wine. It really does put our city on the map and uh, look forward to 2023. And I predict great attendance. Well, thank you for saying that. And I think, you know, I wanna say two things relating to that as we transition into the food and wine recap. Um, in terms of, you know, one of the ways we're able to make this work economically and, and for those council people that worked on the five-year plan, you know this well, um, but we, we build this tent. This tent that we build up on the gardens, that to, to run that tent over 11 days, which is what it really is, is a $300,000 proposition. How do we make that work is that we run two events, two entirely separate events through that tent in a very complicated organizational framework. So we're really wringing the dollars out of that expenditure. It's very unique. 
It's a real pain in the patoot to execute well, um, but that's how we make it work. So I just wanted to plant that flag and that reminder to the, uh, the reminder. Now, when we look at fashion we, uh, with food and wine, um, I, the, one of the things I want you to notice is that we had uh, 10 what we consider major celebrity chefs that attended this year. Um, I think that's important to note in that up to this point, Palm Desert Food and Wine is now ranked in the top five West Coast food and wine uh, uh, event experiences in the country. So that's incredibly good. Um, in the year of 2022, Palm, uh, the number one festival uh, on the West Coast, Pebble Beach Food and Wine, did not execute. They did not have their event. LA Food and Wine did not execute. They did not have their. San Diego is now executing just this fall, and uh, the Orange County Fashion Island did not execute. So you were really the only food and wine on the West Coast to execute. And not only did you execute, but with a full range, I mean, 10 major celebrity chefs that came. So, you know, you, we're so pleased that for Palm Desert, we did something really that nobody else did and really nobody else did in the country. If you follow the major New York and Florida uh, food and wine things, they were all really pared back instead of having 10 celebrity chefs, they might have two, three, maybe only even one. And they're using a more local based thing. Well, we were down and we went full in and it really paid off. I mean, the chefs that came were happy to be, happy to have the work, happy to be out. And, um, and it was, uh, you know, if, if you got to attend and you'll, we'll take you through it. I think it was really probably one of the best efforts we've done in the 10 years that we've done it. I mean, we couldn't have been more pleased with the programming, the chefs, the quality of the experience, all of it was spectacular. So go ahead, Polly, and take us through the details. Sure, and um, so this was our 10th year. So we've been producing uh, food and wine for 10 years on 2022. And so similar to this event, uh, to Fashion Week, we, under the food and wine tent, we were able to create 120 food, wine, and spirit experiences. And these included 14 celebrity chef receptions, uh, nine tasting experiences outside of uh, the tent, book, five book signings, grand tastings over two days, a James Beard luncheon, a Sunday brunch, a celebrity chef reception, and the, our, a Tuscana dinner. One of the things that we've been uh, able to do with, food, with Palm Desert Food and Wine that we're really proud of is the activity happens, you know, under the white tent, but also all throughout the Coachella Valley with its expanded footprint. And this is really great because this is taking Palm Desert in that experience to other parts. We were at Toscana Country Club and we, you know, brought in a Palm Desert Food and Wine celebrity chef and created a an extraordinary experience for uh, for the members there and their guests. And so this is something that has a lot of marketing value uh, that we're really proud of. And Similar to um, to Fashion Week, you know, we had over 700 plus people that helped us animate uh, this event. And as Frank said, it's a complicated one, but boy, is it really worth it. Um, you can see the, the the numbers of people we were to bring staff, volunteers, also wineries, um, not only locally but also regionally, restaurants, 
Um, and of course, vendors, spirit brands, and, and craft breweries, as well as our local breweries that we have here in the Coachella Valley. So we were really, really proud of the curatorial effort there, both from a, a tasting standpoint and then our, our celebrity standpoint. And of course, we have our charity aspect working with uh, a fine food bank um, and helping them raise funds to fight uh, food hunger in the Coachella Valley and the James Beard Foundation. Um, so they worked entire, they worked really great to, to, to raise these funds uh, for their efforts and we're really grateful for their partnerships because they also help us in the marketing. Here are some testimonials. I, I won't go through them. I'll let you go uh, through them at your leisure. But as you can see, they're represented from Washington, Ohio, California, Arizona. So we love we love when uh, people chime in and, and give us their feedback. So um, all you can read that. Um, in terms of our attendance and geographic composition, again, the data that we pull um, this year, we had 4,205 total attendees. Um, where they came from, 83% came from out of the market, 17% came from the Coachella Valley. Um, you, again, those top four regions that we pull from LA, Orange County, San Diego, Northern California, with um, outside, of the, outside of California also being represented. And for this particular event, 34% came specifically for Palm Desert Food and Wine Festival. So we're really happy with that number. Um, in terms of our demographics uh, for food and wine, um, here you can see uh, the age and the household income. And again, supporting um, a great demographic for all the sales merchants. Uh, so we're really happy to see that. The economic impact, we again took the figure from Greater Palm Springs, uh, visit Greater Palm Springs, and we're able to come up with the uh, figure for uh, this economic impact. And, Savvy, you can see the trend here in terms of attendance. Um, so you, you can see how that was lowered, but we'll also send you the attendance graph. Um, but again, coming out of COVID, being able to produce this event, being able to uh, you know manage all, all the things uh, with COVID in terms of the regulations and, and so forth and, and the planning um, to be able to pull this off and be able to do this, we were really, really proud and, and happy. Ms. Paulina, can I interject? Since we have the, the charts, can I request that that be side by side with the Fashion Week, just so that we can compare which one is driving which one year after year? Yeah, absolutely. You'll get one for Fashion Week and Food and Wine next to each other. Absolutely. Thank, thank you. you for that request. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, in terms of the media and marketing and promotional value, um, here you are, um, again, similar marketing plan like Fashion Week, it's very uh, diverse in terms of PR, radio, television, social media. Um, again, the total value uh, that resulted in our in the efforts was 1.4 million, and with 835 million impressions. Um, again, exposing El Paseo and Palm Desert. Okay. Yeah, I was just going to say. So if you add the two of these events together, it's quite a um, media dollar value and the impressions are you know honestly hard to believe so uh, and I, and I just want to I want to share something I know uh, we all haven't gotten a chance to look at the uh, collateral that you presented but all those graphs everything is within that that collateral 
May I ask a question regarding the, the screen that we're looking at, specifically regarding the printed collateral? If there were 56,000 units and you said some of those cards were left at shops on El Paseo, where did the rest of those go? I don't think that a full 56 was, was going in uh, placard holders throughout the valley. So were they out of market or where did those go? Yeah, so pr pretty much they are. We we can so we have a we have our own distribution team and warehouse. Uh, we control over 300 rack locations in the Coachella Valley, um, and and then that's on top of um, we distribute to hotels, timeshares, and vacation rental properties. Um, not in Palm Desert, but in some other cities, the vacation rental properties in terms of their numbers and the organ the businesses that we work with, those those numbers are beginning to rival the number of hotel rooms in this market. They're significant. So we distribute to all of those places. Um, we look at this market, the western part of the valley, especially because there's a bifurcated economy here, but the western part of the valley that is on mostly on tourism, um, you know, it's comprised of three audiences, the full-time resident, the part-time resident, and the visitor. That's what makes up the audience we go after. So we have to target them in their houses, in their part-time houses, in their Airbnbs, and at the hotels and timeshares. So our distribution team uh, that, are, that, that, that are five muscled guys and those racking systems that we have all over the valley, that's where it goes. Um, and, and 50, that the number of copies, I mean, if we, we can blow through that in 30 days and not, not a problem. We pump on any given month, we have a minimum of 60,000 pieces in assorted printed collateral that we put into this marketplace every 30 days. So, uh, Karina, if you ever wanted to come and look at that process with us, it would kind of blow your mind, but it, we, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very complicated distribution process. We're one of the few media companies that manage our own warehouse and our own distribution team in terms of printing collateral. Yeah. Frank and Paulina, if I may, I know we're on page 12 on this and the booklet is up to, I think, page 30 and we have only about 10 more minutes. Okay, so we'll whip through this. Yes, well, okay, thank you. Just, yeah. yeah. Um, so the next slide, those Social. clippings, yeah, clippings of the editorial we were able to garner, print advertising. I just want to call your attention of the out-of-market media that we're placing with LA, San Diego, and Orange County. We, uh, we, from our surveys, have understood that people will travel for food and wine events, and so when we leverage our partners, we want to certainly be there and so we place ads with them and we give them content uh, to promote Palm Desert Food and Wine. Here's samples of those printed collaterals. Um, here's social media clippings from our celebrity chefs and these are ambassadors uh, to Palm Desert. Um, so we're really happy to be able to show that. Um, online advertising, our digital boards, again, out of market and our commercials and uh, spots in market. And moving on to our survey results. Um, you can see here, 56% again was their first year. How they learned about fashion week. You can see the the, num the media we placed. Um, the rating of the experience, we're, we're happy with that. And again, looking at the data points, um, how likely are they to attend, uh, see the numbers. The recommendation to family, friends, or colleagues. 
additional experiences that they'd like to see, cooking classes, we love that. They want to engage and, and, and have uh, other experiences as well. And they stay overnight in Greater Palm Desert. 57 responded with yes. How long was their visit? We'd love to see these numbers, definitely a week or so or more. Um, did they travel here specifically? And if so, did they add dates? That's pretty um, straightforward. And did they dine out during food and wine? 80% said yes, and multiple times, 67%. Uh, and did they visit uh, El Paseo Shopping District? 76 said yes, and 69% uh, made a purchase. Do they plan to attend Fashion Week next year? Food and wine. Uh, food and wine, sorry. 80% uh, uh, responded with yes. So um, sorry to speak through this, but we want to be mindful of your time. But do we have questions on uh, Palm Desert, Food and Wine, or Fashion Week that we can answer? We, we are extremely thankful for your support and are really happy of, of, of what we've been able to do for Palm Desert, El Paseo, um, and really for this destination. And why don't we just go, Sabi, I see your hand up. Oh, thank you. Uh, you know, Frank and Polina, I, I really just wanted to thank you um, for quite a number of years now. I've really held your feet to the fire and you've responded so professionally. Um, and even more importantly, the event that you put on is so expertly crafted. I can't even imagine what a tremendous effort it is. Uh, but I do see the results, uh, not just on the graphics you presented, but in our city. Um, so. In spite of me, uh, you know, challenging you because it is a large investment uh, for the city to, to help us justify it. I want you to know how much I, and I think the rest of the council and the city really uh, appreciates you. And, and that's what I wanted to say. I want to say thank you and let you know that we do appreciate you and everything you do for us. So thanks, thanks. Well, well we, will, we will pass it, but thank you, Savvy. And we will pass that along to the team because they will be, they work really hard on it. And we thank you, Savvy, because you, you, you and, and some others have really, you know, you forged us with your challenging questions and, and wanting to dig into the numbers. It's not often we get somebody that want to go into the spreadsheets and the numbers and really made us create a five-year plan and create a vision for it. And, and that has been incredibly help, helpful to us. So I think we are, we're hearing that your term is coming to an end. Uh, we're very sad about that, but we, we just want you to know how much we appreciated you and, and uh, certainly the whole council and Jan and all her support over the years, uh, likewise. So uh, we consider it a partnership. Um, the city has been a blast, Thomas and his team, to work with. We couldn't ask for better people. Uh, I always say this, I work with all nine cities and you guys are the best. You always have been and uh you're the best city to work with of all of them so and that's the truth i mean i'm in the weeds with all of them and and uh you you guys are are stellar and and uh we couldn't i don't think we could pull this off in, in another city it's your your geographic location and of course your investment in el paseo uh i don't think i hope you realize how important that street is to the entire coachella valley and our destination and how we need to continue to support it as really the downtown shopping and entertainment district for the whole valley. It's 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 key. You, you know, you've done a marvelous job there. So that's been our purpose. And I just want to share one last thing. I was early this morning. I was um, in Palm Desert with the California Date Commission, 
and they have been a on again, off again, small sponsor of Palm Desert Food and Wine. Uh, we made a presentation to them uh, this morning, uh, upgrading their sponsorship five times what it was, wow. uh, what it's ever been. And they bought off on it enthusiastically 100%. And if you've ever called on the date commission, you know, it's a, t it's a tough bunch of farmers to tell you the truth. <laughs> And uh, they were so enthusiastic about what the city had done, how it can help their brand. They're really looking at Palm Desert Food and Wine to launch them as a California lifestyle food. And they see that that is the way to do it rather than just going out there and hiring a lobbyist or doing something nationally. So they're coming on in a more significant way. And that just happened this morning. And they were just uh, so pleased. I thought we were going to get our haircut there this morning and it couldn't have happened otherwise. So thank you, Sabby, and good luck. Keep in touch with us. We're, I hope to see you before you head off. I'm going to give you a big hug. Thank you to all the council members. We really appreciate your time. Thank you, Thomas. And um, we'll send these materials over. And if you have any questions, um, we'll certainly uh, get back to you. Thank you. Thank you so much for the time and presentation. And I just have a feeling, Frank, that you'll see Savvy at food and wine events. Just think okay, about it. Okay, yes. <laughs> yeah, he does come. I mean, we we do appreciate that. He does he does show up. So that's great. <laughs> Love to see all of you. Great. Thank, Thank you. you so so much. Hi. Next for is there Thanks. any Yes. Extra five minutes. Absolutely. Was there any um, need for continued discussion on this? No? Okay. Okay. So I have 258. Why don't we just make it at 305? Can we do that? Perfect. See you then.